Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 26th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Just, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised with the President's Cup. It was a, it was a pretty delightful uh, weekend. Pleasantly surprised. It's Victory Monday. The Bears won. Did they not? The Browns won on Thursday before we recorded. The Guardians just clinched the AL Central. Like, who would have the youngest team in the, the majors? Tenley Park Sox. The U, uh, U.S. team won the President's Cup. I don't know if that makes it Victory Monday for us or not. Uh, I, I'd say we were impartial, rooting for different people on both sides of the aisle, I suppose, um, and just rooting for a good contest, rooting for the story, I suppose, from the press box. But uh, it was a pleasantly surprising President's Cup. I tried to say, I I mean, I, I tried to say that on Thursday. Look. The PGA Tour could work around the live thing at the Tour Championship and, you know, basically since June, right? You can have 144 field events with minus DJ. You can end up with really good tournaments at even with 30 guys, Tour Championship. Live like made a conspicuous, conspicuous impact on this event. Um, for sure. That be like it that was its entire identity basically until the first match went off. Um, so there was a lot of shitting on it, but it's still like a team match play event. And this that was the point I was trying to make. I I was it pretty dire at eight to two and then you know, ten to four. It's yes, it, but all these presidents cups are like that, and we end up with at least a handful of moments that are enjoyable. It's nothing like the Ryder Cup. This US team are a bunch of ass kickers right now. And whether it was Europe or international, a watered-down international team, thanks to defections, I, I still found it to be an enjoyable four days. I like the format. I love what the scenes it produces that we don't get any other week. I, I tweeted about this on Saturday night. You got Scheffler grinding through it in the lights with Steve Stricker, who just happens to be on hand as assistant captain. That photo of Tom Kim putting out um, to birdie and win to win that session. Great photo. Uh, I mean, you're not getting that. I shit on the President's Cup, uh, whatever you want, but you're not getting that ever. Other 51 weeks a year. Um, uh, just I, I, for me, the one that stood out in that was like KJ Choi. Everybody yeah. like there was there was you could pick anybody. It was a really cool photo. Um, but KJ Choi just like thinking of the Korean lineage in this event specifically, and he's sort of the godfather of that. Uh, just the the look of like just happiness and relief and joy on his face in that and we'll get to I sort feel, of how the Koreans came like out that, in this one that KJ Choi photo if, there was a moment in his career I don't know I, I haven't done the research to try and find the moment but I feel like there's a younger image of KJ Choi making a putt or something that is like so starkly similar to that reaction that face? like I have seen I feel like I've seen that before okay. from KJ Choi Okay. And, I, and I haven't like gone back and looked through like old photos some- of KVJ Choi, but I, I like it. It's like one of those things that jogs your memory of, a, a, you know, yesteryear. And that one did. Um, 
It was such a cool moment. I think, you know, I'm not going to come on here and advocate for the President's Cup being the greatest event ever. But I will advocate for the idea of team match play and match play in general. And why this is why match play is such a wonderful form of golf and why it's really the best form of golf. In this team match play, these team match play formats, what it does, it effectively delivers the moment that we watch entire golf tournaments for over and over and over again. Can so-and-so close this out and get it done? And I thought one of the things that was compelling this afternoon, it was, you know, it a point, it looked like the internationals had a chance, you know, and that's all, you know, at the beginning of the week, we said that would be a big win for the event. And I think that the event, you know, that it went well because of the internationals, you as a viewer, you felt like they had a shot, a fighting chance. And one of the things I thought of in the back of my head was, you know, they have a shot and they, the scoreboard looks kind of promising right now, but the guys that they have are trying to close out matches. And these are a bunch of guys who haven't ever closed out a tournament and closing out a match is a lot like closing out a tournament. And like what you kind of saw over and over again was, you know, in, in some cases, some of the guys closed it out, but a lot of cases, the guys that have won a lot of tournaments, a lot more tournaments on the PGA tour, flipped the tables and won the won the tournaments, right? You so I think like one of the things you look at is like Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, and I'm not saying this is directly correla- a direct correlation, right? But those are two players that you think of and you think, God, how come they haven't won more with how good they hit the ball? More and then PGA you look Tour at the, events in yeah, general. And then you okay. look at their President's Cup record and you're like, why don't they win more matches? And there's a reason. It's like when you, you need to get it done down the stretch. And Adam Scott had so many close putts like, and they just didn't fall. But over his career, that's kind of been the story. And match play is so, so telling. I mean, we got to see what happens to Corey Connors Ooh. if he gets into a major championship. Like, he had a lot of brilliant golf shots. Lots of great irons. Less today. so today. Less so, but yes, yeah. there, yes. Less like so today. Some, Still hit some good shots. Yes, hit some good, really good golf shots. Like, but then when when you get on the greens, especially like in match play, there's nowhere to hide. It's not like you can you shoot know. the inconsequential seventy four and drift <laughs> off coverage. You need to get it done. Unless you're, unless you're Kevin Kisner and Christian Bezaden out. I mean, hey, God, that was like the red zone I think game. You need to, you need to apologize. I mean, that, that, they didn't barely existed. That was like you need late to December red zone, like Jets, Texans. They show that the touchdowns were on red zone when you get like a two and twelve team against the t- that barely Z-Bass existed. Went undefeated. What is he? One zero and one. Yeah. <laughs> and he caught Kisner. Tells me, tells he me, Kisner. Come on. Tells me he should have been playing more. You came um, on here and slandered him. You I came didn't on slander here him. and drag, I didn't dragged slander him through him. the mud. And, I did not slander. He was clearly a twelfth pick. He was the last guy on the team. He didn't. They didn't well, play him all day Saturday. Taylor Pendrith, for, Taylor Pendrith was the lowest ranked player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he was he the twelfth pick. He went. He went he over three for this. Uh, we need to maybe re reevaluate. I, I don't know. I'll get the data boys coming after me. Do we need to reevaluate the skill sets for like, can you put a bad putter on your team? Even if he's the ball striker 
du jour. I, I don't think that means you take a short hitting good putter. Like obviously, like Kisner couldn't compete hitting poop balls. Here's um, the thing with 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 but, somebody like Corey Connors. Corey Connors is great at racking up T15s. Right. Because he just ball strikes his way to a T15. There's so such a huge difference between T15s and putting like crap on your way to P- T15s and then being in the cauldron and having mono, hit mono. putts that have real consequence. Mono like, a mono the against thing. Xander. Yeah. Yes. Right. The, that's why we love match play and team match play is that there's consequence with every shot. Okay. So like the takeaway of this and I, and like, I think this is the dangerous thing about like, so the president's cup was closer than everybody expected in a, in the sense that they had a shot, especially after Thursday. Let right? me sneak in a Sean Martin. Good Sean Martin tweet. The five-point win is actually the smallest margin by U.S. team in either Ryder Cup or President's Cup on home soil since the U.S. won the 2013 Press Cup by three points. They've won five straight home cups at home by a combined 32 points. So they've been crushing people. At, that would include Hazeltine, I guess just Hazeltine, Whistling Straits. Is that it? And, uh, and Liberty National. So that's like three. So three straight blowouts. And this one is, I would consider a blowout winning by five. But continue on. Everybody's saying it was closer than it was is what you were going to continue. But but team match play or like match play, it's not even team. It's match play is the winner here because what it does is it creates consequence with every shot and all of a sudden, like everything matters. Like you, like you see these guys missing three footers and like, I think it, you know, it happens every once in a while, but like it happens more when, when there's pressure, like everybody can relate to this. This is like club championships. This is when you're playing a, a match with buddies, like weird things happen when you play matches. And because you, you feel like obviously Corey Connors plays for a lot of money every week. What he doesn't play for every week and rarely, you know, he's done, he's won once. He's rarely playing for a title and winning a match is like almost like winning a title in one of these things. Xander got to this point too. He's like, man, we were like both not hitting it well. And like, there's just nowhere to hide that uh, in a match play event. And, you know, I hit it sort of less bad and put it a little better. He just the way, and Xander's usually not too, I mean, he, he crystallized what you're saying right now. He's like, there's honestly like, we did not, even here, the golf course that probably suits him incredibly well. It can be challenging, I suppose. Um, but it's like as soon as like a little bit of your game is off, like and you're not feeling super comfortable with like every single part, like it can go it exponentially it can exponentially get worse and snowball. And that was interesting to hear from Xander. It's not my take, but but sort of what, what Xander was getting at. So um, a good a good event, a five five point victory for the U.S. Should we do some winners and losers before we get yeah. into? Um, I don't know. That's a very conventional way to break this down. I think we'll just go into different discussion topics as we go through it. As, by the way, we're recording this uh, right after. I see Jay Monahan is on my screen right now. Oh, thanking our partners, our, our members, our partners, <laughs> Cognizant, 
And most importantly, our fans, the 40,000 of you who came out here today and cheered these competitors on. Yeah. So I'm sure that, so just as an FYI, we're captains, before, he had to put captains in there too. Yeah. We're recording before the drunken press conferences, if there is one coming or not, but winners. Um, can I, can I, can I ask first topic winner or loser? Yeah. The captain's cam. Um, uh, tie neutral. <laughs> I mean, why why do we have to judge anything about something so about so, something so vacuous, so meaningless, so peripheral? Why do we have to make a judgment on that? What are you saying? You liked it? I, no, I think I think it's the worst thing. They there should not be any sort of cameras set up when you have trouble showing keeping track of golf shots in like, listen, I want to sympathize a little bit. Like there's clearly like a certain amount of commercial load that they have to relent on us. So when you go uh, into an event, knowing the- you have to, you, you have to show all these commercials. Please don't show me shots of Davis love driving around in a golf cart. Are we doing broadcast? There was one point today where they went to the blimp during playing through. And I was like, what? How am I supposed to see a blimp shot? The ball, like it was. I think it was Siwoo's drive going into the bunker, like at like a critical moment. Siwoo JT. How can I see that? And then, then I'll just say the graphics. Like all week, I watched the screen and I felt like I was getting a light amount of knowledge so, on who was up and how much was up and what the putt was for and what the shot was for. And I just I, there was that constant score bug thing that said it's eleven to seven. I was like, yeah. Or it's 10 to 2. Yeah. Like, I got that. Can I get something? I just felt like I was getting a minimal amount of information. I don't want to be in the broadcast so, here. We'll put so, that in. All the- right. We're just going to put it as the first topic since we're already here. All right. The broadcast. Winner or loser? I, I hate doing this to the... Um, I don't know. You know, Dan Hicks had me chuckling when Tom Kim... Blasted one past Gus Thomas the Tank. He put a little too much steam on that one. It's like, oh, I'm such a dad. I'm chuckling at laughing my ass off at that. So maybe it's a winner on that one coming along. I, I, the plane through has gotten out of control. We need to shut it down until we can figure out what the hell is going on with the plane through. You, you, they're just using it at these critical moments with no sound. And it just is, I, I put it in the loser column. I, I hate to do that. What about you? Listen, I, I think people work really hard to put these together. I don't like bagging on broadcasts. I think there's, but like, there's got to be some understanding of, okay, we're going to shove commercials and we're going to make this really hard. So uh, I was driving back uh, from golf at the beginning of the telecast and I had it plugged in. I wasn't watching it. I was just listening to the telecast and it was just like, I think it was almost more jarring because like of how much commercial, you know, time was in there. It felt like, you know, so if you're going to jam shots, if you're going to jam commercials down our throats, you need to also like jam, like it needs to be rapid fire on what's going on on the course. Because like 12 matches... PXG, was, the NASCAR series. Uh, yeah, yes, I know. 12, 12 matches was just like they struggled with five on Thursday. 12 
I had no clue what was going on in in any of them. Like I had, like they did a great job. The best match of the day, obviously, was Siwoo and JT. Oh, that was an awesome match. Oh, and they, so good. It had everything you want in a great match. It had chippiness. It had some mm-hmm. really great shot making. It was, you know, some big putts were made. They did a great job getting in on that. And I think that, like, you know, yeah. I think that's they had a no big choice. Plus. First off, they got to yeah. do it. Yeah. That was like a huge plus. Like they did a great job with that match. But like everything else was like completely, you know, just no the, clue what was going on. The narrative and then the tour website is wow. abominable. I like that's the other thing. There's no broadcast. So there's no the broadcast leaves it's, so much to be desired. And then there's not like a first class. Like com- in comparison, the President's Cup website with the PGA's Ryder Cup website, it's just not even a contest. And like the right. PGA of America does not put on golf tournaments every week. And their website, it's just leaps and bounds in front of the President's Cup. Like, how is that possible? My when you're, the PGA Tour puts on a tournament every single week. So like to me, just the fan experience was very frustrating for this event. And it's just, it's a continued, like, it's something that, that like. An event that's a winner, right? As soon as you start yes. it. Like, it shouldn't be a frustrating. There should be no pain points to this thing, right? I mean, you're, you're just like, it's a low hanging fruit winner here. You don't need to oversell anything. You'll get a dud now and again, but yes, it, it will be. The, the, go ahead. I just want to say, we do not bang on the broadcast much. No, no. This, Try, but this was, this was rough. Just like the full, the everything together. When I opened my app, my PGA Tour app, it was pulling up the Champions Tour as the main thing. Like I couldn't <laughs> they get were on to the, the President's Cup. It was on the Fritz this week. I especially couldn't get the to the President's Cup on their app. This is their second biggest event of the year. And I, third. Or third. Players. Third biggest event of FedEx. the year. Players in the FedEx Cup. And I couldn't track <clears throat> the scoring. Uh, it was, it was on the Fritz, especially on the Fritz. My favorite moment of the broadcast was somebody asked a question. Uh, someone on the broadcast asked up Tony Fira, how much grit does it take to win one of these matches? Like what direction is he supposed to go with that? Yeah. How much grit, like five tablespoons, three and a half cups. Like what is the measurement of grit that he is supposed to respond with there? Anyways, that's just a little fun we're having. Anyway, it was, it was a good Good event, a really good experience, I thought. It's late fall. I don't know that it penetrated the – it never does. The larger sports world like the Ryder Cup does. Um, Ryder Cup has more of an, a, a just a, a familiarity with the larger sports audience at this point. People know it's happening. The President's Cup sort of goes on. And people are aware of it generally, and, and some things find their way into the larger zeitgeist. But it's just – it's it takes a back seat. It was a good, great weekend, though, a good weekend, thanks to – Largely Saturday night, a little bit Sunday morning. Um, hey, one last thing is it's it's broadcast tangentially, tangentially related. That I I really I can't I it's it's bothered me for the last like eight team competitions. Can we drop the hoopla about the clinching point? What do you mean? 
<laughs> like, oh, like who's going to clinch it? I think that matters to some players. Jamie Donaldson's still dining out forever in Europe off of but that this one. Is the, they're all worth the same amount of points. And oh. rarely. Yeah. But- it, it, I, okay, the clinching point matters if it's close. But if it's not close, why does it matter that Max Homa like, made a putt to clinch five minutes before the next guy would have clinched the match? Like, or it is an odd exercise as you're running from like one green to the next or like the just, timing of it all. Yeah, They talk about it. It's like it's this great jumping off point to a career like that. I had the clinching point when we won by five points. Like I, I'm not. This is the same. It, the same thing happened at Whistling Straits. Oh, who's going to get the clinch? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. There's there's seven guys out there that could have done it. <laughs> right. Like this clenching point thing, the hoopla behind it about it needs to go away. I love that you picked this one up. Yes, it's just it's something it's been bothering me for like seven events, and I just this is (laughs) this is like the clenching point. uh, Like I get the clenching point matters if it's like a one point or a two point. Like if it's really tight, okay, I'm in on the clenching point. Like I'm in on getting that being the guy that got it done in the moment. But when seven guys have the chance to clinch the point, it there's no there's no clinching point. There's no clinching. It's a point. foregone conclusion. It's just a, who's it's a going to effort. win? Yeah. It's just a matter of who gets it done right. at the right time. I accept that. I accept that proposal. I like that. It, it, you're right. Uh, hey, we're gonna get to winners and losers. Let's. I promise you, we're gonna. We have a lot of winners. We have far more winners than we do have losers. Even though we start out with a broadcast website app, uh, you know, malcontent, clip grit measurements, Don't. and and, uh, and clinching point has to go. But let's do it every for zero restriction. They're the official out outerwear uh, provider of both teams. I saw their guys in their layers Saturday morning. I think uh, I saw a lot of good jokes about summer clocking out exactly on the right hour. I mean, September 21st, like it did not linger at all. Like it, it had it stuck around for like two extra days. And then all of a sudden it was like 45 on Saturday morning, at least around me, um, about 50 this morning, Sunday morning. Looked a little nippy down in Charlotte. So lay- I had multiple layers going Saturday morning at various youth sports. I had uh, the Z700 jacket under a vest. The boys uh, at the at the President's Cup had a couple of those layers, the the, the jackets, the pullovers. They, they didn't need waterproof. They just needed layers. So they had both the U.S. side and the President's Cup side. A lot of the, pres- uh, the international side, a lot of the international boys came out in Tanimal, Tanimal sweaters. They did, they opted for lay- you know the, the Tanimal look. Um but uh, they were the, you know, both the choice of Trevor Immelman and Davis Love the third choice of Tiger Woods at the uh, 2019 President's Cup. Uh, and obviously, they've been uh, good supporters of our podcast. They keep us running. They got us to Scotland this year where hopefully we we're able to, you know, provide a little bit of insight and content. So they, they enable us to do a lot of things that hopefully we enjoy, you enjoy. You can use the promo code SGS25 at zerorestriction.com. They are the best. Best in the business in terms of performance, um, both waterproof, windproof, and layering. I've been on a big layering kick. I've been bringing uh, a long sleeve and a vest. And, you know, I've been up in the Northeast here, and I just have been swapping out 
You know, I go long sleeve to vest with the golf shirt. It's, it's I've been I've been extremely comfortable. I haven't been uncomfortable for one minute of this trip, mainly thanks to zero restriction. One thing I've noticed, I think they also got the college stuff going on over there. So if you're in college football season, you know, or oh you want to just get an international team, you're a Tom Kim enthusiast, you can go to their website and do that too. But it, it does look like they have the college stuff going. Hey, for the winners, winners and losers, international, the idea of the international team. Winner. Felt like a team, right? Yeah. And um, you don't want to take... I, I, it feels like a really... Like Ernie Els doesn't bullshit, right? He's just not full of, of I don't know, fluffy, airy-fairy nonsense. He, I don't think he's a bullshitter. Unless and I think this you was, send him a strongly worded letter. I think this was his honest effort. To make something, he played this for whatever he did, 20 years. And Immelman clearly took that mantle with this shield thing. And it might sound sort of cliche uh, if you're, you haven't been paying attention. But, like, they're, they don't have a unifying thing. It's like they come together the week before, and some of them are from Korea and Canada and South America and, uh, you know, Australia. And all of a sudden, they got to play together. But, like, the shield is like a year-over-year thing. And... One of the things that was really powerful to me on Saturday night, I had a lot of powerful, that photo with Tom Kim, you know, Immelman uh, kind of saying he's on the verge of tears. Cam Davis, glassy-eyed, talking about being able to deliver for like Adam Scott, basically the guy who's Scott's what, 42. He's like, he's basically been my idol my whole career. Um, there were a lot of unifying, powerful themes on that international side. Saturday night. But the one that really stuck out to me was like the quote from Trevor Immelman that said like, like years ago, we paired, we paired Bassi Munoz and uh, who did he play with on Saturday? Which, which Korean did he play with? I don't have it in front of me. Um, did he play with Sung Jay? Yeah, I think it was Sung Jay. Yeah. They beat Fino and Kisner three and two. Um, and he was like the idea of pairing a Colombian and a Korean together would not even be broached. Like, it's just not a thing we would do. It's not a thing we could do. They barely know how to communicate with each other. Um, and this has been a problem. We've heard it from people involved in that operation for years, decades. It's, it's just like a hurdle they have to overcome. And I think they do feel like they're building something larger to play for, despite those extreme differences in backgrounds and just that quote was really powerful from Immelman on Saturday we would never have considered pairing a Korean and a Colombian and they did and they went out and, and performed kicked ass so I thought that to your question yes it does feel like more of a team and a thing I think like it's obviously like very easy uh I, I think like Trevor Immelman deserves uh a, to be a winner here yep uh I think it you know it's Obviously, when somebody asks you, like in, in his position, you know, in, in, he was in some dire th situations early, like where he's giving interviews, a lot of interviews, copious interviews in this event, <laughs> like so many interviews. <laughs> um, but he's he's having to talk and his team's just getting pummeled. And it would have been, re it's really obviously every coach is going to say or captain's going to say, Hey, we still believe, we still believe. But the sincerity and the passion and I think that he delivered those messages like w w the way he he talked about his team it 
it just like I really believe that they had like a, a very galvanizing force and that like it would have been really easy for them to pack it in. And I think like you could probably look at Liberty National as it before this like kind of team idea. The the shield as silly as it sounds, right? Right. But like Liberty National, they they just there was no fight. And this week there was very clear fight when they were even more overmatched than at Liberty National. Yes. I should just correct myself. It was according to Evan Priest, it was Adam Scott who was glassy eyed talking about playing with Cam Davis, which I think is notable in that Adam Scott, not really a, an emotional type, pretty even keel to see someone who's done this for 15 years to be sort of uh, moved like that. Uh, winners and losers. So the internet, Immelman's a winner. Do you agree with the, a lot of calls on Twitter to bring him back for 2024? I think it's got to go to Mike Weir, right? He's going to Canada. It has to go I, to I Weir know. in Canada. I think that's just, He's a winner. Immelman did a great job, but I, I think it's going back to Weir. Um, Spieth, winner, 5-0-0. Um, it's kind of amazing. He did not make the last President's Cup team. 2019, Royal Melbourne, he was not good enough to be on the team. Whatever he was, you know, we did the duct tape stuff and he was 78th in the world or whatever he got to. And watching him come back hard on Cam Davis today, there were a lot of extrapolations and projections being made about next year and how what you know Scotty Scheffler got out of whistling straights and turned that into a year. I kind of started to buy into it for speed that whatever happened this week um, is almost because he had a pretty quiet year by you know at the majors right he, he didn't make the dent that he you know usually is on the first page and making a lot of movement but he was so amazing coming home the stretch there was just so much speed magic on Cam Davis. Um, a clear, clear winner. I do buy into the whole thing that like, he also seemed like, he seemed much more, have a much more joie de vivre and pop and pep than normal. Throwing his kid up was funny. He was <laughs> just laughing his ass off. Few shouts. Like he usually, that's JT do the histrionics, but he, he had a lot more pep to him this week and uh i don't know what it means for next year but it has me feeling optimistic and really strong clear winner do you think that there's something about expectations and you know that early success and the expectations obviously went to the moon right for him sure and now he's maybe in a space where he's accepted that you know 10, 12 majors isn't on the table and he may not be the, you know, the best golfer of his generation and, and it's almost relaxed him. And yeah. maybe that's the thing that he's gone through over the last, you know, six years, five, not six years, five years. That's, well, you know, what, like that idea of, you know, he had the the hottest run of his career right at the beginning of yep. his career. And, you know, then there's an acceptance that maybe I'm not, you know, I don't know. This is just, this is me just well, ruminating here. I've never thought this out really. Well, think about his trajectory in these team events. Like all these other guys have come riding in the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. And he starts in 2013 and all of a sudden 2014, he's saddled with Patrick Reed, like handcuffed to him. And it's like, oh, shit, this is my, like, like we won a few, and this is, like, my future now? Like, I have to be... When, when he was the Reed best player in the world. Right. 
Right. And Patrick Reed is so far gone now. Like, just not the – he's missing the cut at the French Kazoo Open. Um, Justine's, Justine's got busy this weekend. Um, use golf facts. And your speed now, like, with his real boys, all these – all the waste from those Ryder Cups that, you know, couldn't get it done in 14 are gone. And, like, there was an interesting question – to them, it was Xander, JT, and Spieth up on the day of Saturday night. Like, do you guys remember Medina? Because obviously they were up for Medina. They're up for, and they're like, no, man. Like, I was at Texas. We were all class of 2011. And they're like, JT's like, I was in Turkey. It just like, it doesn't matter. That's like asking, you know. There's the, only one person that, that they, mattered, that question <laughs> mattered to, and it was Davis Love. Yeah, right, right. Davis Love. How about Davis Love today admitting at the end of it? It's like he wished they were only three and a half ahead instead of four because it's a bad number. Like, come on. Like, don't cover your ears if you're the data boys on that one because he just didn't like the omen of a four lead on Saturday night. But yes, the, the entire team has turned over and none of those Medina scars are there. I think when we get to the international side, let's go loser. Adam Scott Hideki, I think. There's an element of that scar tissue with this event for those two guys that existed, I think, in the prior U.S. Ryder Cup um, collection, whether it's Furyk, Kuchar, Hunter Mahan, those types, maybe even Phil, if you want to put Phil in that lofty status. But Scott and Hideki, you know, for being the leaders, both in age and career, I mean, Scott won the Masters like 10 years ago. It wasn't. You know, recently he's won since then, but it just feels like this team that we talked about, the internationals are a thing. They're building towards a future that will, you know, not include them. And maybe for the, at this point, Hideki will be there, but maybe at this point it's for the better, you know, because of the scar tissue. Would you put them in the loser category, those two? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, those guys are great at building four round tournaments, you know? And yeah. if you think about match play, it's so much different than building a four-round stroke play competition tournament. One of the things that those guys are extraordinary at is not making mistakes. And that boring golf is is wonderful, especially as the difficulty of the course ramps up. Now, that type of golf isn't necessarily, you know, the best for when, you know, would would their record have looked different? And I don't know, like there's no like obviously strokes gain data. You can't you can glean whatever. But if you grew up the rough and and it wasn't short rough everywhere and, you know, and it you made it a real execution test, would their record have been different? Probably, you know, but yeah. this setup just because they're and I think that's that's an important differentiation, right? Like a great. Ryder Cup and President Cup exhibition player, depending on course setup, isn't necessarily the best golfer in in terms of like the way we think of major championships, right? Right. And I think that's like one of the things that they missed with Cam Smith is like one of the reasons Cam Smith's a great President's Cup player and a great player in general. He makes he's a birdie machine. Chipping you know? and potting on top of you, just rolling them in on top. Yeah. Of you. Exactly. And in, 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 I think like match play there, you know, obviously data, data boys would contend with like momentum, but like having played match, like there's momentum yeah. in match play. Like yeah. there's, it's, it's nuts. Right. You know? And, and I think that's the thing with, with it. Like these guys are just like, they're kind of like 
Uh, you know, we've used this uh, used this term for other player, but they're kind of like tugboats, right? They're just like slow and steady, and they get there. Like they get to the, you get to the finish line, and you're like, oh, look at that! They finish T four, and sometimes they win when they when they catch a hot putter, they win. And it's like, but like, what makes them really good is their consistency, and not necessarily their like pop, right? And they're right. like like they're the way they can just go nuclear low on a regular basis. Yep. Do like in a way, that? like you want like high beta guys sometimes for this event. Sure. Sure. Do you have another winner you want to throw out there? All right. Yeah. Winner. Um, I'm going to go. I mean, how could you not go with Tom Kim? I've got him out here. I, I think um, he, he single handedly breathed life into the international team. And the event, I would say, in yeah. a way. Um We've been Tom Kim appreciators. Yes, we to be honest, we've been on the Thomas the Tank. I don't want to say we were early adopters, but we were. We were in on Tom Kim. We were happy to see him have his breakout moment this week. Um, I'd say, you know, this broadcast, this contest was grasping for things to lean on, to lurch onto, latch onto. And boy, did Tom Kim fill that vacuum and they freaking overdid it on Sunday. Like crazy. Like, I mean, comparing him to Bay Hill, Tiger Woods throwing his hat. Like it oh. just got like they they got something that they needed. They were looking for storylines. They thought they, you know, it was going to be watered down. They thought it was blowout. And there came Tom Kim chugging into their lives. And they like the, the exposure was a bit much. Uh, the talking points were a bit much, but how could you not love him after after that? He was fantastic. He lost to Max Homa and singles, but did brave. That match was a whole. was a dud, and it kind of was like you could see it coming. He's on everybody on like anytime everybody's buzzing about a match is usually when it you know this is like the one hard thing with covering these events, like right. Yeah. It's like you don't know what match is going to be the great match. Like sure. that Rory Reed match at Hazeltine was had an epic start. For but the nine, best match holes. of the day was the Sergio, Sergio. against uh, Phil. Phil. Phil match. Like yep. they both shot like 62-63. And that was like the match of the day. But like all the pizzazz and fizzle early was that match. And then it was kind of really, really boring. And that Sergio, like, and that's the the thing is like when that makes what, what makes this really hard. And that match is the one everybody was amped for. And it was kind of like both of them, you know, it's hard to play. That's other, it's hard to play. We see it with tournament golf, right? At a turn, it's hard to put, shoot 66 every day, right? Nobody right. really does it. But you're going to throw in a bad round here and there. And, you know, they were both kind of due for, for mediocre play and to, you know, so. Uh, one thing with Tommy Kim, like the breakout star, nonstop, ubiquitous Twitter, Twitter coverage, TV coverage. Like, I hate to go like negative for a minute, but like if you're live, why wouldn't you just give him like a hundred dollars, hundred million dollars tomorrow? Like they're all about winning PR battles, poaching him. Like what a, what a kick in the nads that would be if you're the PGA tour. I don't know that he would take it. He may have zero interest, but it's like the Korean, that's just the ongoing concern. If you're a PGA tour of these guys who break out, are you providing the platform for them to break out, become a megastar? And then they can just get swiped. Here's, here's something. And I don't know if this is true, if this is, but the Korean contingent on the, on the tour has been very strong and advocating for the, PGA Tour, they've been loyal. Like you haven't heard many rumors of Sungjae or yeah. any of them going, right? Yeah. One of the things I think about is like very clearly, some a part of 
men's South Korean golf is the military requirement. Yeah. And how could they go to a tour that doesn't award world ranking points that allow them to play in major championships? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, that's how they qualify for majors. And, and, you know, and I think like, I obviously hope that they're loyal with the PTA tour for more reasons than that, but that's something that I was kind of rattled around in my brain. That's a good week. one. It's a good right. insight. Yeah. They just filled the entire cup. It looks like champagne and dumped it in the Creek on running up 18. I don't <laughs> know why they would do that's that. That's good. That Creek needs some more water and less rock. So I was going to, there loser. was a social media video on, on that. The guy <laughs> freaking gets sediment out of the Creek all day. Spends hours on day, like beautifying that Creek hours all right anyways loser that creek on 18 why you know is it a creek is it uh is it a ping is it like it's kind of stuck in between a creek and a rock pile there's so many rocks in there that half the time it bounces out i guess i kind of appreciate the chance of it but at the same time you know if you want to be a creek have it be a creek but there's so many damn rocks that probably cost hundreds of thousands of dollars that the creek doesn't even function as the hazard that you want it to. Well, they're paying the some guy to go up and down out. it the entire day, removing grass clippings and sediment to beautify the creek. Like paying somebody all day. Anyways, um, that's a loser. All right, I like that. A random loser. We can't just do <laughs> players here. Winner, Bassey. I kind of, I don't know if I called him out, but I said, like, I don't know that I trust him. We've seen him in the, when it's Sunday and he's An- down to it. He's best. Sh- Shanks it. Ah, come on. I don't know that Sebez did enough. To- Bassey goes 2-0-1, takes down Scotty Scheffler and uh, singles today. Just got to give him props. He was really freaking good. Tee to green and then made the putts. He, he had a couple hole outs off the green. Bassey is a winner. I don't need to say much more than that. Cantley, another winner I have. I don't know that I need to expand on him. He's become – he's like – you know, he's a serial killer in these things. He's just an absolute <laughs> killer. They lost the Tommy Kim match on Saturday night, but other than that, he was pretty flawless. I'm I'm gonna say he's 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 not a house cat because simply because of the match play events. I just think I'm 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 changing my tune. When I you saw I'm, the draw pre- with him and Adam Scott for singles, it was like no chance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Adam so you're changing done nothing. I think I think I think he's been wrongly classified. He was, you know, we got we he All came right, in. I like that. And we, he was a kitten, and we missed a. We didn't. He might be a wild cat, and not a house cat. He's growing um, into, you know, a big winner. I'm sure in both our books is Siwoo. Right. Hey, have you, I I've been the biggest Siwoo fan. You have. For, Forever. You really have. And you went on J took down JT. You had a lot going on there, personally. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was I was visibly like loudly cheering. <laughs> As Siwoo Siwoo just like he got in in JT's kitchen. He was <laughs> tap dancing. He really was going he, out. He took it to him. Oh, it was just like I mean, Siwoo got, got, was the punching bag of the 2017 President's Cup. And to see the redemption. I mean, like, Siwoo's been a very good player. Like, he's been, you know, he, is he, has he been like a, a world-class player? Is he inconsistent? Off. But here's the thing. When he's great, he's great. 
And today he was great. He was awesome. He was just the the way he was taunting JT back was truly is so extra. Looking back uh, at him, oh, an eighteen or whatever. What about when he got mad? Then he made him hit a putt when he's two down. What? Like if you're playing tournament golf, you have to make everything. All right. Uh, JT like, needs to stop that. He did it last year with the grip thing at Whistling Straits. He did it this year. I don't know if he's trying to intimidate Siwu or trying to goad him into being more charitable. Like that was like a uniformly that was a uniform loss for him on golf Twitter for JT. Like not just Euros, not just internationals. I think most Americans are like, come on, dude, just like make the putt. Stop being so incredulous about this. And then like from then on, Siwu kicked it into overdrive. Doing the shushing. The extra JT looking back at him, and then when he makes the putt in front oh. of Thomas on the 18, pretty. Uh, did you think the Thomas was going in the putt? No, I didn't. I, I I thought you know I think JT just in general at these events tries to act like a bully. It's a bit and much. he does like a little too much his, MJ Tiger stuff trying to. Yeah, be, he, yeah, I just think he hasn't really found like what his what he actually is at these events like. And, you know, maybe he's an instigator. Maybe this is what he is. Maybe, you know, it, it, you know, but at the same time, like, Siwoo did exactly what you're supposed to do to a bully. Pop him right in between the, between the eyes, you know, just give him a a pop. And then, you know, they aren't going to, they aren't going to pop back. You know, JT did hit some great shots down the stretch. Come on. He was four, four and one. You know, he, this is a Joel Beal tweet. Thomas has scored 17 and a half points over two Ryder Cups and three President's Cups. That's a lot of freaking points. 17 and a half. He's become a rich, rich man's version of Ian Poulter. I think, yeah, we, we overinflate Poulter a little bit in these events and is on trajectory to be the best player in American team history. Um, so, I mean, let's like, like a lot of the antics are a little over the top for most people, especially the give me putts. But he's delivering points. 17 and a half in three events Listen. and another four and one this week jt i was having a conversation today i don't know if i enjoy watching somebody play golf like just from a pure aesthetic golf shots like watching him play hit golf shots than jt but then everything else is just it's it's a no for me (laughs) you really bugged people today with the uh Looking back and the, not taking the putt. But would he be a winner? He's got to be a winner, right? 4-1. Or we got to do this dichotomy. I think, I think overall, stock down. Everybody <laughs> knew he was a great golfer before this. I, th- I think, like, if he you're going get... stock up, stock down, like popularity. Q score got hurt. Meltwater. Maybe some bad Meltwater mentions. Um, winner, while we're on Siwoo, is a Korean 9-6-1. and I one. saw DJ Pai tweeted something. Um, yeah about about jt is like any for people that have like a strong feeling either way on jt today is like your day <laughs> or something something along the lines it was like today's gonna fill up your tank and it absolutely it was so true because like on the golf side like i mean some of the shots were just unbelievable and but then like on the on the antic side it just was you know <laughs> Uh, while we're on the subject of NLU comps, somebody, I never heard it, saw it myself, but somebody tweeted at me that Tron compared him to the Duke point guard. 
that JT is like a Duke point guard. Like, I don't know who that would be. Really good. Wojo? Which is so good. Paulus, you name it. Greg Paulus, Wojo, just like good, irritant, just like guy who drives you crazy, but Grace also leads Allen. a great team. That's a, I thought that was a good one, too. Uh, I think he, he's, but he's better than them. Like, he's yes, like, he's not know, a role player. He's that's one of the, the thing, best players. Like, the, yeah. 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 I mean, Shane Battier, I think. Uh, to, no, not even Shane no. Battier. You no. know, that's... Uh, yeah. What's Shane Battier doing these days? I think he does TV. I think he does TV. Uh, another winner, good Sunday singles. I think Shane Bacon tweeted this as well. Singles usually sucks. I thought this was compelling, at least for 12 to like 4.30, probably. It felt like a good singles session. 12 to 4. A lot of times it just kind of flames out. And it did over the last hour, but it wasn't at least it was much better than last year at Whistling Straits. Um, you have another winner you want to throw out there before I keep running through? Or uh, loser. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. I'll do, uh, you know. Max? Loser. I'll do loser here. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Rough week for him. Do, does this change the way? And I, I just want to be really clear here. Loser for this week. He 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 dragged down a, like a really great performance from Sam Burns. And like the stupid thing about this about these matches is people are going to be like, "Oh, Sam Burns' record just not very good." Point like, five. You, you know, got half a point. he only got half point. It's like he made what did he make like ten birdies in a match? Yeah, he and crazy. like he went nuts. He played, but. Like Scotty Scheffler just didn't have it. Now, do I feel do do I have a different opinion of Scotty Scheffler than I had before this week? Absolutely not. But he's only a loser because he dragged down Sam Burns' record. Like when we look back, I think Sam Burns is going to play a decent amount of these, you know, team right, match sure. play. And we're going to look back, and it's like Sam Burns played really great golf this week, but you know, Scotty Scheffler was very bad. And Seemed to be struggling with his putter. Based yeah. on putting deep into the night, Saturday night. Um, <laughs> but like, does this like last year he was the Ryder Cup hero, and that's the thing about like these things. One of the great things about match play and these events is like, unlike a regular stroke play tournament where Sky Scheffler shoots seventy three, seventy three, and and nobody talks about his you know t forty five or whatever he would have finished this week. Everybody's like, what's wrong with Scotty Scheffler? Like match play, like. You know, when magnifies when you're playing bad, especially these team events where it mat like, you know, a small field, like the focus is going to be on you. Yeah. Uh, a winner would be Max Homa. But quite clearly, he went 4-0-0. His profile continues to rise in, in addition to his on-course play. Uh, really fun. Had sort of the American moment of the matches with his clincher on, what was that, Friday night? Yeah. Friday afternoon. Awesome. The LFG, man. Tom Kim, you know, kind of the American version of the Tom Kim one on Saturday night. Um, but really good for Max. Seemed like someone this had a quote that was just catnip. It was good and authentic and true, but it was catnip for everybody. It's like, there's no money can put on whatever I felt at the end of that putt. And I will tell anyone who ever wants to hear about it forever. Um, I'm paraphrasing there, but it was a really good, really cr- well said by Max, well played by Max. He was a winner for O and O. Do we see him again? It seems like it. Think feels like it. Seems like someone so. who really, this means a lot, committed to it. So he beat, uh, he beat Tom Kim in singles. Kind of puttering and billowing into the station, whatever that is. Tidmouth Sheds or Sodor, whatever that was, and Thomas the Tank. Um, while we're on Tom Kim, winners, Koreans, 
I just want to say Koreans went nine, six, and one. All the others went like seven, 19, and something. So I don't know if you build on that for the next one, but the Koreans seem like they have to be a fundamental part of this uh, in a larger way going forward, whether it's three, four players or what. But they were critical this week. Go ahead. Who you got? I'm going to say Billy Boy. Winner? I'm I, you know I'm going to give him a winner, winner tab. But I'm just going to say he's a winner because of his 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 spirit. Justin Leonard called him a drum major today on the broadcast after he threw one up in the air. <laughs> caught he's, it again. It seemed you know I think there are certain things. I think he was so excited to be there that he struggled. He got in his he, head about he, the hats. He came yes, out in the hat he did, today. Didn't know what to do. He didn't, <laughs> didn't have to wear a hat. He, there are things like, you know, this event that he was so amped up. I hope he gets a second chance just because of, you know, listen, like his first one, he's just too excitable of a guy. And this was just a, a moment for him. Like he didn't play great. <laughs> he, uh, and, and and that's that's the thing. I had somebody somebody, somebody texted a group text of uh, he said, "Is is Billy Horschel's uh, putting creep up routine the worst slash weirdest in the PGA Tour history?" It's it's. It seemed even more pronounced this week, like more <laughs> I mean, drawn out, I, elongated. It's like the batter who has to do his gloves five times yeah. up and down, up and down on the Velcro. I'm in on any weird quirk at this point, like anything. Well, he's Mr. And, and, quirk. And this is where I've come full circle on Billy. Oh, yeah. All right. Is that like. I'm in on any. There's so many robots on uh, in professional golf that just like sure that don't give you anything. Like Xander doesn't give me give. You hear about how like he's the life of the team room. It's like why don't you why don't you show it to fans and like like actually like be give us some personality then. At least Billy's got some weird shit going on, and I'm here for it now. Like you know, I at first I didn't understand it and I hated on it, but now like I I just love all the quirks. I love that he he's rated just like the pop putting. off on anything. I love that he's got the the weirdest pre shot routine in the world. I love that he just throws putters up in the air. I love that he didn't know whether to wear a hat or not this week. I love that he was so amped up to play that he played like shit. And I just hope he gets another chance. <laughs> okay, H. Lee put him in a headlock today. The Husky boy, you know, kind of just brought him home to the clubhouse. Um, but he would be great in Rome on on away away soil with a little bit more <laughs> animosity. God, he'd have, have like he'd leash. be having West Ham meetup parties at night. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, while the Koreans were a winner, I gotta say a loser. Is the Canadians. And this is. Oh, come. I, I, it's you're, nothing you feel like short. You're kicking them while they're down. It was a disaster, a complete abject <laughs> failure. They're 0 and 8. They're the only people that both of them somehow both got bageled. Nobody else got bageled. But Pendrith, 
And Corey Connors, I don't know if this extends to Kent State. Had an admirable showing at UGA on Saturday. But I don't know. Like a complete – they were unplayable. They're, get, they're gifting – they're getting holes from Xander, gifting holes from Finau. And they just started – like they Finau and Xander hitting the hazard twice. And they like ha- lost the holes, have the holes. And this was after, like, I was probably the most excited about that duo at the start of the week. Oh, they're going to be like horses. They have to, they're, of course, fits. They're going to be horses. They're hitting in the water in one hole. One because hole. Because as soon as Corey Connors missed the green, I'm with Garrett, and I was like, oh, they're going to lose this hole. And I was with Garrett and Will, because Corey Connors is atrocious around. It's not just on, he's awful around the greens. Yeah. I guess I, I feel your bad question for them about putting. In Canada. Is it like, can you have somebody like in in is a great question. Can you have somebody that's just like a complete disaster at half the game in these? Right. It it does seem to the data boys can probably have cold, hard, cold, hard facts about this. But. I, I don't know. All the other thing, I, I don't know. I think I you don't you can't have a guy who hits it like two sixty. Like you have to have a guy who hits the shit out of the ball at most of these venues. Ryan Fox seems like the guy that, and and I think that one of the things I'll say is like it seems like I I don't know. I have no clue. I haven't asked Trevor, but for like the f- top fifty player international player to just get left off this team. Well, he's not a PGA Tour player. Exactly. And that seems like it's really stupid that that's a rule. Is it a rule or an unwritten rule? Well, an unwritten rule, maybe. So, like, Ryan Fox plays golf on the European Tour. He's not a PGA Tour member. And to have a top 50 player available and not put him on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Who who hits the shit out of the ball. Right. And nukes it. Yep. Um, and I, I like just from like the little I, I I don't think he would be afraid of the moment. Like seems like the type of mentality you would want on a team. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for all of Canada. Not not a good showing. Oh and eight somehow fell that way for them that both their guys got bageled. Um, I think uh, Joseph Lamania has been all over this block. I have to I have to give him is? credit. He has been he's been yelling from the tops of buildings about this for years. Every every single year the WGC match play rolls around, he is yelling about this. About the idea of giving people titles of match play specialists when they play match play one time a year at the same golf course every year. And uh, Kevin Kisner, match play specialist, goes down as a loser this week. Um, uh, it, it is obviously he is a match play specialist at Austin Country Club. I will not like you can't. And, but when the golf course doesn't fit his game to a tee, that match play specialist he was a liability. Tag, he was a yes. significant liability. Clearly, this week. And I think he'd be the first to admit it. Like Quail Holloway, like he's gone on the record. Like I can't compete at half the tour events. Right, like Quail Hollow is a place that he can't. It's one of those events that he can't compete at. Right, and he struggled this week. He was sort of a mascot. Felt like we got to find kids. Like when they won, the guys all wanted to go find. As he's getting mopped with Bazaden Hout, Sebez getting mopped up at the end of the match. But yes, he was another kind of uh, loser. The idea of him as the match play specialist was a loser, at least. 
Uh, anything else? I think I've kind of exhausted my list. I'm sure we're he missing did, some. He did almost win the PGA at Quail Hollow, though. That I will. That was. That's true. I will, he was in that fight. But I don't know. It just <laughs> wasn't wasn't happening this week. But I think it's important. It's really important to understand. Like, it'd be great if they played more match play. This is like the. I think this is the big. The winner of the week is match play. Sure. Winner is the right. Is the President's Cup a winner? I know that's pretty hokey to say. No, but do, do, do not, they I don't get away? think in its they, current format. You think it, you think what happened this week does not quell the uh, your uh, idea or many others' idea that needs to be changed or altered in some way? I you know, I just think that there's so many. It's to me, and I, I we did a Friday egg podcast about uh, like the past, present, and future of the Ryder Cup. But one of the things that, like, when I really thought, you know, really thought about the President's Cup, one of the things I find really weird about it is this this huge, huge PGA Tour event. And yet, like, it doesn't involve all of the members of the PGA Tour. Like, the fact that, that you have, like, this is your third biggest event, your third biggest property, if you're the what, PGA Tour. And then there's a subset for? of members that, that just can't play in it. Europeans are you talking about? Yeah, like it, your most marketable player can't play in your third biggest event. It's kind of silly to me and it's like extremely flawed, right? From that sense. Like like if I Well, that's probably I'm working outside the, P- the ecosystem if they start creating that because the PGA of America would be pissed off that they Well, made it. and so that's that's what I would push on on them is like okay, like it's just it's really strange to me that like so if you ran down the 20, if 10 most marketable players in golf right now, three of them can't play in this event. Like that, uh, three, 10 most marketable PGA Tour players. Oh, Rory Rahm Hovland? Rory Rahm. Yeah, Rory yeah. Rahm Hovland. Two, okay. two of your four biggest guys, you're not getting involved in this event. And to me, that's kind of silly. Like you, you could do the women, the men and women, the mixed event would be really cool. Like there's all a lot of different things you could do with match play. The okay. what makes the Ryder Cup awesome is team match play. Okay, this event is going to be lop, is going to continue to be lopsided if Live continues to be a international eccentric tour. Like I, I just think in general, right now the American golf landscape is the d- dominant, and it's really weird. Like you think about like. I was thinking about the NBA and and golf as I, I'm a huge NBA fan. So apologies that I have so many M- NBA comparisons and baseball is similar to this, but like basketball started in America and now it's become way more global. Like if you put yeah. the European you did this on Friday, I think yeah. you said the same thing, right? But or then like, down... yeah, and, and it's like, so I just think America golf has become super American power centric, right? So, but like isn't that just a cycle? It could be a cycle, but I think we're in for a long cycle yeah. of like, like it doesn't seem like it's slowing down, right? No, like the no. best, you know, outside of Love Big Aberg, the best college players for the most part are American, right? Like, and we don't know who's going to pan out, but when there's, when the 18 or, you know, 15 of the top 
18 of the top 20 college players are American. You know, it's probably going to, there's going to be more American stars from that group, right? Yeah. You know, like the idea, like, I don't think this is slowing down. And so to me, it'd be like, this is the time to look at it really and think like, what other team, really cool team match play thing can we do that involves all of our tour? So we're not just excluding Rory from this. Like that's a win for the tour to get yeah. Rory and Rom and Hovland involved with this. And that's why I really like the idea of a three team a three person team match play event from countries. Or if you wanted to make it mixed, make it five person mixed event, right? Mm. Yeah. With, from countries or or whatever. And you do qualifying and then you go to 16 or an 18 playoff. And the thing about it is what makes the NCAA tournament great is that like upsets can happen. Right. And what makes this so difficult is that over like 30, points. what is 30 point 30 matches? It's, it just see it's so unlikely for a team so overmatched to win. Right. It's the same thing with like baseball over 162 games. The better team is going to separate itself. It's the same reason why live events right now aren't getting OWGR points. It's like, hey, you know, 72 holes tells us who's the best golfer in an event better than 54 holes. That's just like a simple fact. 90 holes tells us better than 72 holes. Right. Like the longer you extend something, the better. So if you're playing best uh, three people three matches elimination you're gonna have chaos and it's gonna be so exciting and every match is gonna matter and what you love about this event is just gonna be turned up like five notches interesting yeah i it seems too, too radical for the pga tour to undertake because they don't they very incremental change they i think i would bet they view this week as a massive success and uh, affirmation and that's that the, nothing that's needs the to problem. change. Like if, <clears throat> if, if the U.S. wins every year, and this was not that close. It was like closer than we expected, but it really wasn't very close. You know, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been very close. Like Royal Melbourne, it seemed like it was getting close, but half the team's gone from that, right? Uh-huh. Like you got to like just think like, okay, we're. it was great that it, given this circumstance, we got a really good event. But it's time to look at the event and say, is this the right event? Okay. Interesting. It felt it felt like a good event to me. Um, it felt where compared to like live and stuff, a uh, live event. Uh, where did it rank for you in that? I mean, it just it felt like go- Listen, totally different golf, totally different stakes, totally different competition it was Maybe a great, that, that's just a subjective reaction sorry it was a great event but I, I i think like don't confuse like the format like the idea of match play and be, sure. that being really enjoyable present. to watch like a slew of matches with like this being a great long term like my point my biggest point and you know i don't want to sound like i'm being critical what i'm saying and what i believe truly is that the PGA Tour, if they played their cards right and reworked this event, they could have a the best team match play event in golf full stop. Right. Like, they have the opportunity not to be the Ryder Cup's little brother, 
but a better event than the Ryder Cup with yeah. just a little bit of creativity and a little bit of forward thinking. And I'm not, I, I, this event was really fun to watch. I really enjoyed the event, but that doesn't change my opinion and my thoughts of the tour sitting on a gold mine much like, and don't like the last 12 months should have, should teach the tour a lot. Like don't be complacent. Don't just think because something like two things can be true. It was a great event and the event should could be better yeah we are headed to royal montreal which is kind of doesn't seem great then medina then keith kinston Heath, then bellarive those are the next four uh, apparently it's already been slotted for melbourne in 2040 why i have no idea why 2040 and a bunch of gaps there but anyways we're on is to royal DL3 montreal. winner I, I didn't think he was particularly strong this week, sitting Xander, sitting like just getting Kisner and Horschel out there as like Charitly, you know, just to play him. Um, sitting Xander and Cantley that whatever it was Saturday morning seemed unwise, wishing they had three and a half instead of four. He's fine. You know, it's hard to screw up this roster. Don't you think? I mean, it's very yeah. hard to screw up this roster. I, I can't wait to see what ZJ does and if he can make do his best to maybe do that. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. Do you think ZJ walking side by ZJ walking side by side with JT as he's looking back on 15, like the two of them. Anyways, I was happy for Siwoo to get it done. Um, What were we going to say? Who's coming in? Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. Ferentz. Anyway, he's going to be ZJ's MJ in the locker room. Like Freddie bringing MJ, Michael yeah. Jordan in. He's going to bring Kirk Ferentz in. God. Fran McCaffrey, Kirk Ferentz, just pumping up the boys. Luca Garza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that does it. Elsewhere in golf, we should just note Guido Migliazzi won the uh, French Open, hit a hell of a shot in 18, a beautiful cut shot. Made Did you miss like golf national? You know what? Speaking of strategic alliance, it was shitty how they just buried that every morning. You could not find it while running reruns of live from the President's Cup from the night before. I already watched this press conference or I don't need to see stuff from a day before. Do you have news from this morning or can I just watch the French Open? They totally buried that. I think that's a Golf Channel decision. So maybe it's not alliance decision. But they had real players, the Hogarth. They had Migliazzi. They had Bobby McIntyre, Thomas Peters. Real guys playing for that. Anyways, you couldn't, you could barely watch it. You had to find some stream, and it was hardly advertised. Um, and then elsewhere on the LPJ, Ataya Titicool, I think she was a subject of a Stars of the Sandhills earlier this year. Wins, beats Danielle Kane in a playoff, the Northwest Arkansas Walmart deal championship. Danielle Kane in tears uh, afterwards, happy tears for uh, competing, contending again after real injury issues and, and struggles. A, I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously, like, you never want injuries. I, they Injuries, struggles, like, I think is one of the realest things in golf. And I think players, yeah, they can come out of it and, and succeed after it. Like, the, the player just gains so much more. Like, I, I just think it... it you see these phenoms that come in and, and never have a rough patch. And usually when when the rough patch hit, they just come out and it's like the moments. That's what makes sports great 
is that Danielle Kang moment is like yep. the idea of reversity overcoming it and uh really, really great moment on the LPGA tour. It's did it cool is now this 10th player all time in LPGA history. He went twice before the age of 20. So really young, young player, another star for that, uh, that tour. All right. I think that does it for this Monday press cup recap edition Beefy episode, this Beefy. Is- but we just started going on the broadcast, the app, you know, grit measurements, whatever. And we were, here we were an hour, 10 later. Now the guys are, uh, team is talking. So there'll be a bunch of hijinks and social content coming out of that, you know? Uh, lots of, but no, lots of uh, people ready to go. Yes. Ready to, to tweet. Yes. All right. Everyone enjoy your Sunday, Mondays. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday to talk about God knows what. What do we have this week? Sanderson. I know you're fired up for that. All right. Wait, talk to you guys. Who knows? Who knows when the next episode will be? <laughs> talk to you guys then. <laughs>